podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Welcome back to Footballers. I am your host, Hunter, and I am here to interrupt the positivity podcast of Footballers and bring to you a special State of FIFA podcast, mainly in response to a video that went viral around the around the FIFA community made by Nepenthes. We've all watched it, and we're going to break down a lot of the things that he spoke about and share our thoughts and opinions, and we hope to get some feedback from you guys on what you think. Matt, Paul, thanks for joining me. Pleasure to be here. This is an exciting topic to get stuck into. I'm sure we're going to lose about half of our subscriber base, but there you go. Yeah, I'm excited for this one. I don't know if we're going to lose half. But, you know, if you don't like negativity and if hearing someone else's opinion that differs from yours upsets you, you should probably turn this off. But let's get into it. First thing I want to talk about is what has changed in FIFA 22 to FIFA 23, or has this been a gradual change and we're just starting to see it now? And when I say what's changed is a lot of people are talking about how the game's no longer engaging. It's not grindable. It's it's very flat and boring. Where do you sit with it, Matt? I don't see much difference between last year's game and this one. I think this is something that's probably been an issue for years, but the longer people are subjected to it, the more frustrated with it they become. It's, it's not something between FIFA 22 and FIFA 23. This is the long game, unfortunately. And I genuinely don't think the game changes enough year on year to, to warrant the, the title of the next year's game. If you think about how the development cycle for a proper AAA game goes, it takes three to four years to hammer out a game that's largely different from the last one. And FIFA just doesn't have that. So you can't expect it to be massively different year in, year out. It's, it's tweaks. It's something that would be a big patch or DLC in any other game. So year to year, you, you just don't feel enough difference. And people probably freak out if they did because they complain about what you've done to their the game that they really like, but that's genuinely where we're at, I think. Hmm. Okay. We can dive into that a little bit deeper, but Paul, where do you sit right now as far as, do you think the game has changed massively this year from last year, or, or do you feel like it's been a gradual shift? I think it's it's slowly changing with regards to content. We're just getting more and more and more and more of that. Um, and I think there lies one of the biggest problems, I think, forever people complained um mostly people who played this game for a living complained that there wasn't enough to do there's not enough to play on this game i've done everything there is to do i've done all the objectives i've done my squad battles i've done my rivals i've played weekend league but those people who were complaining are a very small percentage who get to play the game for five or six hours a day every day and i feel like they have been given what they asked for now we've got almost too much content, I think. There's just so much to do in the game. Okay, so we spoke about it before that we started, but do you think that there's too many packs in the game nowadays? Yeah, I think the game now has become all about that. So whether that's flying through and getting your 11 wins on a weekend, getting your eight wins in rivals, it's all about the eight wins in rivals. People don't just play rivals now, just for the sake of it. The first owner homegrown objective we've got at the minute the the draft it's all rewards driven because people want to get those rewards and do some of these spcs and do these gamble packs it's always george had a good, really good point earlier when i was talking to him it's almost like that tiktok shorts um and, and reels of we want it and we want it now 
we want to get it and we want to get it now quickly on to the next on to the next that sort of golden goal um let's just get it done let's not enjoy let's not enjoy the ride let's just get it done and get to his final destination to get those rewards and see what we get and when you get too much of that i think you get bored it's like the spoiled kid in it who gets everything he wants he's you know he still wants more yeah it's not stimulating when you get it all the time it, it loses its impact right and there's so many packs so few rewards worth getting so you, you're getting loads of packs shoved down your throat you can't pack anything generally worth getting so it's like you're just dull numbed to the whole aspect of playing for rewards basically and that's kind of where we find ourselves at the moment they don't they don't mean enough and should we even be getting rewards for playing the game the playing the game should be its own reward that's the whole point it's like Paul saying certain element of the community complained that there wasn't enough to do, so we gave it to him. How about just play another fucking game? That's what we got into this for in the first place, for the enjoyment of playing matches and you know trying to win them. Yeah, see, that's exactly where I think it's gone wrong. And you touched on it earlier, Paul, I think you said it, but we don't play it for fun anymore. It's all about packs. You know, we have avenues to get packs. You have rivals, you have rivals, milestones, champions, champions, milestones. You have squad battles, rewards, squad battles, milestones, daily SBCs, swaps, objectives. But a lot of this stuff, the one thing that has changed, and this has been a gradual shift over the last few FIFAs, but I feel like you really see it a lot more this year is it's all going untradeable. And I think that this takes some of the enjoyment out of the the game for those who like to grind menus because they no longer have that ability. I say no longer. They're less likely to have that opportunity to pack a big card, sell it for some profit, and be excited about that. Instead, they try to shoehorn that person into their squad who might not necessarily fit. So how much does that weigh into it, Matt? Yeah, quite a lot, actually, I, w- I would say. Well, as we're sort of loosely on this subject, I wrote a little monologue down that I want to read word for word so I don't miss any of the the points I'm trying to make here, but this is kind of how I think about the biggest problem in in Ultimate Team in general. So this will just take a, a minute or two for me to read this, and then you guys can tell me what you think. So for me, the best time of the game is the beginning, and not just because we're made to use gnarly, unusual cars, although that is fun in itself. It's because it's the only time in the game that we are largely on a level playing field for free. We spend much of the game paying to be on a level playing field, as so very few of us get the opportunity to have a team that has a measurable advantage to the point that your team will carry you in a match against a more skilled human opponent. For me, it's like nuclear warfare as an analogy. The United States got to have the big bomb first, so wielded a massive advantage over the rest of the world and built their geopolitical dominance with it. Once others started getting them, the United States no longer has an advantage. And those bombs are sitting there doing nothing. And other countries have to pay a huge amount of their GDP to maintain a level playing field. And it's the same in Ultimate Team. It's a game of haves and haves nots. Once we're out of the first two or three weeks, the top half a percent of players start to move away from the rest of the pack. They're getting icons, they're getting the best informs and promo cards. And we spend the rest of the game catching up with them and almost never exceeding them. All while you're paying for that privilege, paying to never be ahead, paying to be break even at best. It really makes you think why we follow EA's call to arms on this. When if we all did absolutely nothing, we'd all be on a level playing field and for free. And that's my rant, basically. Yeah, it makes sense. 
you know, where, where do you draw the line? Where's the balance? Because there has to be a balance. It's a, it's a competitive game and the whole idea behind it, you know, the, the inception of FIFA ultimate team was a great idea, but it's since gone from building it. And it's hardly been an ultimate team, right? With chemistry restrictions, you really couldn't build the team that you really wanted and get the most out of it because of chemistry. This year, in my opinion, chemistry isn't as important. We've talked about that before. So there's more opportunities for squad building, but I just feel like there's always going to be a give and take with this, but it definitely seems like an imbalance. It feels like a select handful of people get the best cards and it's just purely by chance because you can spend five, six, seven thousand $7,000 on FIFA points and get fuck all for it. Meanwhile, Joe Blow comes on and opens one pack and gets team of the year Mbappe. It doesn't seem right. doesn't seem fair, but I don't know how else to, to go about it. Yeah. It's a really tough one. And I was thinking about this, like Danny Aaron's spent thousands and thousands and thousands of pounds um, during team of the year. And, and didn't get one and I think if you're sp- or, or maybe you got a couple of, of shit ones maybe um, but I think if you're spending that type of money or that amount of time on the game because your time is just as valuable as that money you know you could be using that time doing something else you should be able to reap the rewards from that and and keep up but if everybody be- can keep up nobody's kept up have they because we've all got the same you know we're all on the sort of same team and i think like matt says that one of the best parts of the game is the beginning where we're all just sort of grinding to we're all on the, all a level and we're all just sort of grinding to try and get those minor improvements um and one thing that i think not necessarily changed my experience well it did change my experience massively this year is i had some really good pack luck and it it took my incentive away to grind. I didn't need to. Do you know what I mean? I was quite happy with what I had and I've just played and I've not really been grinding trading. I've not been grinding the game. That's been more down to time. But I've just been been happy. But we're in a we're in a situation now though where we can't go back. I don't feel I don't feel like the game can now go backwards to content being much less than it was. Um well it could. They could do it tomorrow, but People would be up in arms. The people would fall away from the game. The money had stopped coming in, and there's no way they're going to stop that money coming in. Now this this train's rolling, and they are going to keep it rolling. Whether wherever it's earning billions of dollars a year, they're going to keep doing that same thing. Um, so I don't know. I don't know where we go to fix it. Do you know what I mean? No, you can't. The cat's out the bag now. Like at the minute, I'm quite happy with this game. There's enough on this game for me. There's enough on this game for me to keep me busy, more than enough to keep me busy for the amount of time I've got to play. Um, I'm quite happy with my team. I'm quite happy most of the time with my game play. I quite enjoy the game. I like it. Um, but there is a problem with the game. I see it. You know, people tell me that they've got horrendous gameplay. They're not lying to me. Um, so why should my experience be better than yours, Hunter? See, that's where I was going to go next. Is to me, all the stuff that we're going to talk about and that we've already talked about as far as the content and the things to do, the grind, the imbalance of pack luck, I could deal with all that because I've been dealing with all that since I started playing this game back in like what, like 2010 or 09, whatever it was. And that to me is fine. But if the gameplay isn't there 
And some people just have good gameplay. They just, majority of the time, like you, Paul, you have relatively good gameplay for most of the time. It's not that big of a deal for them. So they get to focus on the game. But for me, why the fuck does it pay to grind, to trade, to get better cards when they all feel the same half the time, let's say. And, and that's at best here lately for me. The last few months have been horrific. And out of pure transparency, I'll let everybody know, those who talk to me a lot know I don't really play the game anymore. I just don't. I have no desire to play it because it feels like dog shit. And I can always tell when it's bad because my left thumb hurts because I'm trying to push that left stick further and further and further because your <laughs> players don't fucking move. And it's the most frustrating thing in the world when you're playing against somebody who's zipping around, passing left and right, and it seems like they have a really crisp gameplay. Meanwhile, you're trying to move a defender back and it takes three seconds for him to turn his hips and even make a direction change. It's incredibly frustrating to watch them dance around and score on you and talk shit usually after the game, knowing that if you were on a level playing field, you could beat this motherfucker to death. And I think that's what creates toxicity. It's the shitty ass gameplay and the imbalance of gameplay and coins and pack luck. And it's just all, it's all over the map. And I think it's just a massive shit show. I think they know that. I don't think they care. All they care about is the content and the money. My next question, and this is kind of a loaded question. Matt, I'll come to you first, but let's say FIFA points were banned throughout the entire world. Let's say they took FIFA points out of the game completely. What does it look like? Uh, gameplay aside, just assume gameplay is good. I don't know. In all honesty, uh, there'd be probably less people making content around it because they wouldn't stick around long enough to get the type of teams together that they are used to having to put on the kind of streamed content that they want to do, first of all, which potentially takes people out of the game. Uh, certainly has less people promoting the game from EA's perspective. And if EA aren't generating that sweet FIFA point income, they've got far less incentive to keep maintaining the game. And plenty of people will say, well, they're not doing that already anyway, which is a fair argument, but it does get patched a number of times over the course of the year. You'd probably end up getting what comes out of the the gate on day one and, and it not getting much better than that because there's going to be other areas in EA's portfolio that are worth spending their time on development and whatnot that, that isn't FIFA. There, there isn't a big love, I don't think, for soccer from their perspective. You know, this is a, a company that's largely built on American sports games, but they've just caught the perfect storm, lightning in a bottle based off how they're able to get people to hand over money to basically break even all the time at best. If you're lucky for, for yeah. a lot of people. Um, it's a strange psycho psychological thing that they've developed where people are happy to basically have their clubs dialed back to zero once a year, start again, pay more money to get the same players that they had last year, because that's what a lot of people do. They end up making the same team year in, year out because it's predictable the way things go with icons and certain special cards. It's a very strange thing, but a world without FIFA points, I honestly don't know what happens there. You would think it would be for the better, but it might not be. Um, I'm not sure that FIFA points themselves or, or the issue or the monetization of the game is it's more to do with the fact that if you compare Ultimate Team to something else that's mega popular and makes a lot of money through um, microtransactions, say a Call of Duty, for example. No one's 
they're handing money hand over fist to get cosmetics in those games. No one's paying for any kind of advantage. No one's paying to upgrade to just basically stay on a level playing field. They all just want pretty coloured guns and stuff. Whereas FIFA is based around the the fantasy of having some sort of dominance in game. Like, I'm going to buy this pack and get this player and my team will be so much better and it will make me better at beating other people. You know, we, we've just gone the wrong way about it from day one, but that was the appeal. That's what we all signed up for like 12, 13 years ago and it's just gotten way out of hand. Um, this This power fantasy that ultimate team has become that we're all chasing has eventually just spoiled the whole thing I think yeah I think if money and the large amounts of money stop coming into this game the game becomes a bit of a shit show I think I think the the amount of effort they put into the game now when it creates billions and billions of dollars um, you know imagine the amount of effort they're going to put in if it's not earning that amount of money through FIFA points. Um, your coins would be worth loads more. Um, coin sellers would probably be happy. Uh, but, yeah, I think I don't think it'll necessarily be be good for the game now. Um, and I do feel like we're going more towards FIFA points becoming a bigger thing for your average player. You know, we see it now with some of these packs that are in the store that, you know, there might be four or five quid and it's got a token in it and you get an 85 plus rated player. I've bought those this year and I don't buy FIFA points. Do you know what I mean? And I've bought a couple of those this year because I'm thinking they are really good value for a fiver, for a token or whatever it is in a pack rather than using my coins. Um, I've heard this said before, the keepers sort of happily frustrated um, you know, we're frustrated with the game, but not enough that we're going to stop playing it. We'll just keep ticking away and hope it gets better next time. And then the next game that you play might be phenomenal. Um, and I think for for EA, the gameplay being inconsistent and being um, touch and go, as long as it's more good than bad, they're probably quite happy with that because you're always chasing that good that good game then. Do you know what I mean? So I think, yep. I don't know why they'd necessarily fix that, but for this game to change, it has to be good for everybody. It has to be fun just to play, like, like co-op's fun. Um, I could jump on co-op with George and we could play for hours and hours and hours um, when the gameplay is decent and that just be fun and we're just playing rivals off it wouldn't matter what we were playing in we're just playing it because that is fun and that's what it should be about do you know what I mean my my enjoyment of this game has gone down considerably since George stopped playing as much Um, I still enjoy it don't get me wrong I still enjoy this game I still play it I don't but that's because of my, my gameplay mostly you know I imagine you Hunter would be playing this game loads if your gameplay were decent because the content's engaging there's content loads of it there's lots yeah. of stuff to do um, and generally that's pretty good I think if yeah if the gameplay were fixed and we've heard this for years from people if the gameplay were fixed people wouldn't need to be fascinated with the content 
with the what's next. Do you know what I mean? It's almost like yeah. it's a chore to, and it is sometimes when the gameplay is horrible on a Wednesday night, it's a chore to get those eight wins. And I come off and I think, thank fuck that's done. <laughs> it's supposed to be a fun game, you know? Um, but yeah, that's that's what'll cure it. FIFA points stopping won't cure it. The gameplay being consistent will. But we've cried about this for years. Yeah, so that that kind of was leads me to a point I was hoping to make eventually. But it sounds like without FIFA points and without content, nobody would play this fucking game. If it was just gold cards and team of the week, like it used to be, absolutely no one would want to play it. Especially if they went back to that now. Would you agree, Paul? I don't know if I'd necessarily agree. People still want to play a football game. Let me I rephrase. Do you think as many people would play it? No, 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 no. Do you think half all. as many people would play it to the level they play it now? No, no. People would no. play it close to the level that they play now because it's... So we would all agree then that it's it's entirely geared towards you... As a player, they don't want you to reach ultimate satisfaction with the game until the very, very, very end of the cycle. And by then, they're going to reset the damn thing. So yeah. you're back at it again. So it's entirely just dangling the carrot in front of your face. Look, look, you can get this player, and then that, then you're set. Oh, wait, nope, six weeks later, they come out with a better version. And it's like people who pay for this shit are just constantly slapped in the face when they get you know, outdone. Like Ribery has a card in a, you know, in a, in a promo. And then four weeks later, we give him a better card or an SBC. It's like, you just, you just slapped everybody in the face who gave you money for that. And you see it all the time, but here lately, and I'm going to go into to what, what Pugs was talking about this morning in his discord, but you have people paying for this shit, like team of the year. So many people spent money on FIFA points to open packs, to get players, to grind SBCs. Only to go play weekend, they're going to encounter fucking cheaters. So you're you're letting people who pay to use your pat- platform and to essentially rent your cards, your digital pixel cards, only for people to cheat and do nothing about it. And then claim you have an anti-cheat policy, which is obviously bullshit. Mets, how does this sit with you? Um, I'm torn because... I'm not the kind of person that likes to tell other people what to do with their money. That said, if you want me to offer my opinion, that's what I want. Then we're all maniacs for how much we've probably spent on this game over the years. I mean, they've got 40 quid out of me this year during team of the year, which is nothing in the grand scheme of things, but over the years, thousands, no problem whatsoever. That makes me a bit of a mug, but, you know, I would do that many years ago, knowing or, or being aware of the likelihood of me packing what I'm looking for, that it wouldn't get trashed a week or two later in terms of its value. Uh, there was a better grip on the market. There was a, a viable means to convert your coins into cash, which may have been against their policies, but it's just the way it was. Now it's just, it's a very short-term gamble and, and it rarely pays off. So. I don't overly sympathize with people who say I've spent X and got nothing because you weren't guaranteed anything anyway. Um, and if you use Danny Aaron's as an example, what are you doing spending that amount of money? Who are you trying to impress offloading eight grand into a game like this? 
it's very baller. You know, it's a flex, but it doesn't often make you look like a fucking idiot and you're a massive part of the problem. You know, the fact that we've, we've normalized the fact that you can basically like get a massive head start by just dumping money into this. Even if you don't get the very best card, you're still going to get a much, much better team. It is wrong. It's it's supposed to be a path of progression over a, a sustained period of time and you shouldn't be able to get a close to ultimate team in a few days, a few hours, a few weeks, whatever it happens to be. It should take a lot longer than that. Uh, and everyone's just mega impatient because the culture that we've built up online through streamers and content makers, they all want it today. They want it right now. If you go and watch any of the big streamers on day one of FIFA, they are uploading several thousand pounds worth or dollars worth of FIFA points and just going for it. They want the best team they can get to go into weekend league one. Why? Why 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 is that okay? But again, I'm not trying to tell people how they should spend their money, but you can't ask for my sympathy when it doesn't go the way you want it to. Yeah. Anybody who's been around long enough knows that spending money on this game really entirely is a waste other than spending money for the game itself which that that'll probably change going forward i imagine it'll be free to play eventually but spending money on this game specifically after the beginning is a complete waste you might as well take that money and go fucking set it on fire and throw it out the window because it does absolutely fuck all for you in the grand scheme because nine out of ten times you're not going to get what you're paying for and i think that's what you know, Paul, you alluded to earlier, you don't buy FIFA points, but you bought some of those 85 plus player packs, right? So I think that is why people are more likely to spend money is because there's more defined results on your packs instead of just, you have a less than 1% chance of getting a promo card in this fucking mega pack. So give me 500, you know, FIFA points for it, whatever. But when you tell somebody, okay, there's an 87 plus rated icon or World Cup um, hero, something like that people are more likely to give money because they're getting a product. They're getting something specifically, even though it's not very specific, it's closer than it used to be. And I think EA know this, and I think that's the route they're going. But to me, just own this shit already, make it full-blown pay-to-win and let people buy players because that's what people want. And if it were that way, I would be more, I'd be easier, it's an easier pill to swallow. When you're getting something for money, when you're getting a specific item that you yourself want, but that you can't get that. Even if you spent $50,000, you you might not even get that. That's the fucked up part. I think we're heading more down that route. How much of a a mug am I, though? I spent $30 on FIFA 22 during Team of the Year. Um, (laughs) uh, Yeah, you did. um, Tell us about that. Well... I saw that pack, the the one with the hero in. I don't know how much it was, but I was like, there's a lot of team of the years coming out of that pack, more than I've seen out of any others. I thought, fuck it. I spend a lot of time on this game. Let's spend 30 quid. Um, I can't buy fever points on my console, so I went onto my phone quickly. Um, oh, there we go, fever points. And yeah. I bought them and put them on FIFA 22 like a dickhead. Um, I got refunded, so everyone's a winner, and I didn't end up buying the pack. But, you know, it's. I was so, so almost militant about my coins and like, do not spend FIFA points, do not spend FIFA points. And even now I'm like, 
uh, it's the price of a takeaway or whatever. It's, you know, um, but that is, and if I'm like that, how many more people have done that this year that don't normally do that? Um, you want these packs. If you've done all the hit, you've done all the packs that are in the SBCs and you're like, ah, let's have a go at this pack. It's a one-off. And we are going down that route. I truly believe that over the next few years, we're going to get more and more of that. So you can go into the store and you can buy packs like an icon pack or an icon player pick or a hero player pick that will just be in the store. Um, We're moving more and more towards that. Um, And people will do it. You know, we've got cards flying up in price now. if you can't, if you're getting further and further and further away from those cards, and your only hope is to go into the store and maybe get one, what else are you going to do if you want to try and get one of those cards? All the stuff we're talking about, it's just understanding how to navigate the game, right? And those of us who've done it for a long time understand where your time is valuable and where it is not. But the the game modes itself and developing your ultimate team. Matt, is it too easy to develop a competitive ultimate team now compared to what it used to be? And is that a driving factor behind engagement? There's two ways of looking at it. Can you make a competitive team easily? Yes. Can you make a competitive team to the level that some of the more vocal people in our community want? No, that's much more difficult. Um, It's like they allow you to get so close really quickly, but to get to that ultimate level, is almost impossible and it should be extremely difficult the difficulty is though that through people who have enormous amounts of free time or massive wallets they can get there relatively quickly and that's where the the imbalance comes i think um yeah i'll sort of leave it to that for now we'll let you guys come in on that one well you know like 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 the original I say the original, the old school grind of FIFA from what I remember is the curve is, is quite slow, but steady. There's always an upgrade. You can go out and get, whether it be an objective card or an SBC. Um, but it feels like here, I don't know what it is about this year, but I just have been less excited about the content that they've given us as far as objective players and SBC players. There's a few SBC players that were great and I did do them. But I don't. I'm just not sure if that's the game and the content, or if it's just me just kind of being over it. Like, have I just been doing the shit too long? Is it time for me to hang it up? That's the kind of questions I have. You know. I think for you, Hunter, you have had the same sort of frustrations that I've had previous in previous years. You've got so many coins. Um, you're at that level where you can have an insane team, but not enough coins for. Team of the Year, Hullet, or World Cup R9, or those, you know, those five to ten million coin cards, and that's so far away. And I've been at that stage previous years, and um, it's a huge jump. But quick question for you, lads. What percentage of your team for most of this year has been untradeable? More than half, easily. Well, Maybe like five you could say players m- out of the eleven. I've played more games with untradeable players in my team, 
but mainly out of choice because I'm waiting for market drops or whatever else, and I don't want to lose the coins that I spent so much time trading to get. But the games are way more enjoyable when my coins are in my team. It's it's not even close. When I have Janola and these high-rated cards in my team, I was winning more games, I was having more fun, and the gameplay was great for me earlier on in the year. But somewhere along the line, that mega team started to feel like a fucking silver and a bronze team. That's when I decided to sell out midway through season two and basically haven't touched it since then. So the gameplay is the, the driving factor for me. And I've said it enough. But I've, I've seen a pattern this year, and more so than any other year, most people are using largely untradeable teams, if not sort of all first owner teams. Um, they kept getting stung by market drops and losing, you know, earlier on in the year, everything was just dropping out of packs. Every week, everything was just dropping and people were losing coins. So people just went towards untradeable teams. So I think now people have, you know, seven or eight really good untradeable cards in the team, you know, because we've had some great SPCs, um, especially over the last month, or cards that people have packed from a hero pack, an icon pack, you know, the... 20 times whatever um so the most of most of people's coins now are going into two or three cards for the team and i think you can see that on the market like the cards that everyone wants are all ridiculously priced but when you look at people's teams it's full of icons and heroes that they've obviously packed most of them or spcs that people have done and then people are spending the majority of the the you know, people's just going all in on content, aren't they? If a gamble SBC comes, everyone's doing it now. Um, because there's so many, you're going to pack something decent along the way. And it's just really, really changed the game. There's definitely a segment of players out there who allow EA to dictate the way, the direction that their team is going, who definitely lack imagination and they want safe bets like you say if they're scared of what's going on in the market they want um assurances that they're getting some value for their time for their coins for their fifa points the amount of teams i come up against particularly in weekend league but also in rivals as well that have a bunch of SBC players and the most recent SBCs particularly if they involve icons is it's so funny it's like you're just doing exactly what EA want you to do and you just follow it to the lair and you've ended up with a bunch of players you, most of them you probably don't want but you feel obliged to use them now and it's it's so boring and they're usually pretty bad at the game but that's just my anecdotal evidence for for what it's worth but like you say, if there's not so much freedom to do stuff in the transfer market because everyone's fearful of what's going to happen to their coin value and whatnot, this is the road that we all ultimately end up going down, is we rely on a few SBC players that we've we've packed along the way. That forms the spine of your team. It, it'll rarely improve, and then one or two key positions you, you really stick your money into. And that makes everyone's teams quite predictable, uh, unvaried, very dull and i think the gameplay generally gets worse as your opponents fill up their team with more icons not just because they're harder to play against or that they have great ability but there's something about icons that are just so chunky 
and absorb the ball that it really drags gameplay through the mud. Once you start getting to that stage of the game, it's far less enjoyable. Once you're regularly coming up against teams that have massive icon midfielders and it's just, it's a drag. But yeah, that's just my point of view. Going forward, let's say right now, do you think FIFA or foot is in a better place now than it was three years ago, five years ago? That's a difficult one for me to answer because that would be right around the time that I kicked kicked the can for like two years. So there's a blind spot there for me where I probably missed uh, a period where you might refer to it as the glory days for all I know. Um, You came into into the game a little bit later than I did, but um, for the consumer, I think you get what you pay for. Uh, ultimately, and we're all willingly buying into this. So I think for the consumer, it's it's fine. Uh, if, if you haven't learned your lesson by now, then you, you're just a willing participant, quite frankly. I think that's the, the God's honest truth about it. It's hard to tell. I'm at a different stage. I was a few years ago, but I think going back to Matt's point about people all having the same teams, I think people are almost forced into that because of the amount of content you get, the amount of fodder you get, the amount of packs you open, that that stuff's got to be put somewhere or you just end up with duplicates coming out your ears and nowhere to put it. So people are putting it into these SBCs and being forced down um, a certain path. I think for your average player, I always bring my brother-in-law up in this. He plays maybe, he might play 10 hours one week, then he might not play for a couple of weeks. But when he jumps on, he can grind the game. And he's not very good. He might be Division 8 or something and rarely gets to weekend league. But he can grind and get some good cards for not a load of effort. So for, for him, it's great. I think there's something for everybody. I think it's very dangerous. The game's driven on addiction and that's never good. Do you know what I mean? It's never good when people are being driven by they're not, I'm not going to say they're helpless. Some people are helpless, but, you know, they're driven by that, the flashing lights and what's next. Um, and we've got so many people there. So I don't know if it's in a better place. I think I was in a better place a few years ago because I had triple the amount of coins that I've got now. But that one, that's also one a, a great place to be either because you feel like you've got nowhere to go when you've got everything. Um, I say it all the time, it is what it is, and I enjoy playing it, so I'm going to keep playing it. When I stop enjoying it, I'll stop playing it. Um, but my gameplay is good. I can't, most of the time, if my gameplay was shit like it is sometimes all the time, I won't play. It just dri- drive me wild. Yeah, it's fucking pointless. That's where I'm at. Um, it would. And George is the same. George's gameplay is horrendous sometimes. Um, and it's just not enjoyable. And you almost feel bad. You're like, George will message me and touch to, or send me videos of his gameplay. And I'm like, fucking hell, mine's phenomenal. I've had yeah. a great weekend, enjoyed it. And he's having, you know, he's only down road. Well, I say down road. He's in back at beyond um, four hours away. But it's not far in the grand scheme of things. It, we should be playing the same game. Yeah, and it's crazy because you'll see people talk about Oh, I think the gameplay is great. And it's like, that's their only perspective, right? Because they haven't felt the other side of it. So they think a lot of people are just bitching, you know, but somebody will send me their connection score and it's like 78. And they're like, my gameplay is fucking amazing. 
Mine's 99. I have flawless fucking connection numbers and my gameplay is dog shit most of the time. It makes no fucking sense. So that's why I've kind of just turned my back on it. If it changes, I'll come back. But for now, I'm just, I'm here for the community that we built. I'm not going to turn my back on them because I never said I never would. So I'm going to see this thing out. Whatever happens next year, I don't know. We'll see. But I, I just, I can't deal with it anymore. I'm not going to sit here and play a game that I don't enjoy playing. And it is what it is. I'm not going to apologize for it. But that being said, how much of this, I guess, you know, I've never been a fan of people who complain about something and don't do anything about it. To me, if you have a problem with something, come to me with a solution and let's figure this shit out. That's always been my philosophy on this kind of stuff. But we obviously can't do that with this game. But creators and influencers, especially your bigger ones, I believe in my heart could do something about this if they all banded together and did a mass, you know, boycott, whatever. But as long as people continue to get on, log in every day, do your fucking SPCs, pay your homage to the EA gods and pray for your fucking packs, you are a slave to it. Until you can break away from those, that, that, that addiction, let's just face it, it's what it is. Until you can become unaddicted to pack luck or the lack of, or the hope of a good pack or a good player, you are forever going to be unhappy with this game. You should just be able to log on, play a football game, and enjoy it. And if you are better than the other player, even if he has a better team, you should still have a fighting chance. But if the gameplay is not there, and you're out of balance on your team, you're fucked. It's just kind of where I'm at. I don't know. Does that make sense, Matt? Yeah. Yeah, it does. Um, I know we use the term... Sorry for the rant. No, no, it's all good. Um, we use the term addiction. Um, with a degree of severity that I don't think everyone who listens will necessarily understand. Probably think we're exaggerating, but you know there are people who are addicted to elements in this game, and it's not all positive. But let's tone that down a level. There's a, a degree, or even a very large segment of people in this game who who play it habitually, not because they really look forward to getting on and playing. It's like they get home from work or get home from school. Switch the console on, they fire up FIFA and they just start doing stuff because that's the habit that they formed and they don't really want to break that habit. Um, like you say, Hunter, it's it's not always as fun as it should be. And in your case, you're not getting much fun out of it at all. Um, yet we still feel compelled to at least log on every now and then and, and try. Um, if this was any other game, we'd just move on to something else. And I think more people owe it to themselves to take a break from FIFA and do something else. You know, I had my issues with the game a few years ago. I quit it for two years and I decided after that period, you know what? Nothing else has come up su sufficiently good enough to replace FIFA. I'm talking video game wise here. Um, I'll give it another go. And I've learned to love it regardless of its faults again, uh, which is why I'm not, quite as angry as say you or pugs is because I've lived without it for a while and didn't like it in spite of its faults. Uh, and not a lot of people have done that yet. And it would be nice to see people take a, a considerable time out, like miss at least one year of it and then see where you're at after that. And if you, if you miss it, then that means you, you liked it enough regardless of its issues. And if you decide, you know what, I'm, 
I'm an adult. I don't need to be spending money on this shit or wasting my time on it. If that's how you feel about it, I'm going to do something else and good for you. But um, I think a, a lot of what the cycles that are put into this game, the content, the way it's all laid out, it's not necessarily for people like me and you, Hunter, or for for Paul, who have been around for years after years after years. It's for people who are coming onto the game in the last two or three years. Like we're, we're competing with Fortnite and Call of Duty and whatever else where it's constant stimulation, reinforcement, content, 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 content. It's nothing like how it used to be many years ago when I first started playing this. It's it's totally different now, but so is the gaming landscape. You know, Ultimate Teams had to evolve with the times. It's found a business model which is hugely profitable. It's not likely to change. And if you carry on knowing that it's not going to change, that means you're okay with it. And this is the problem that we have with content creators, getting back to your original point, is they keep turning up year after year because their livelihood's on the line. You know, uh, the Pentez video, which stimulated this conversation in the first place, pretty much begins with, if I didn't do this for a living, I wouldn't do it anymore. And that is it in a nutshell. That's all the content makers. They probably all hate playing this game with the exception of someone like Zwaybeck, who's just high on life and will find the goodness in just about anything by the looks of it. He's such a sweet guy. But most people don't enjoy this. It is a job to them. And when you get fed up of your job, you you should start looking for another one, but they won't because this is the best gig in town for them. They probably won't get the same community who back them monetarily playing other video games like they do with FIFA Ultimate Team. And this is the big part of the problem. The people who have the sway to make a difference, to change the way the EA look at things, do, do nothing. So nothing will change. You just have to accept that and then make the decision if you want to stick around or not. Yeah. Following on from that, Matt, you're right. If if you don't like your job, you start complaining about it. Um, you know these content creators, or not all of them, but some of them, um, they have a choice. That but they choose to go make the same content that gets the most views. They could make totally different content. They could make content that's like, do you know what? I'm so frustrated with this game. I'm not going to spend a penny on it. I'm going to just go out there and we're going to try and, you know, we're going to play pro clubs or we're going to play co-op or we're going to do this, but they don't. They continue to make the videos that get them the most views. Um, and, you know, do you do you. Go get the bag. But don't fucking complain and moan about something that's made you thousands and thousands of pounds if you're not willing to do anything about it. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't make a living from FIFA. Um, and maybe if I did, I'd, <laughs> I'd talk differently. But, like, if I didn't enjoy it, I couldn't get up and get hyped for it every day. If right. I fucking hate it, that would... There's nothing worse, nothing worse than getting up on a morning every day to go to a fucking job that you hate nothing worse. So, you know, I'm not surprised people are complaining. I'd complain if I hated my job. I do sometimes when I don't like my job, but life's too short to be doing something that you don't like doing. Um, And I think in the Penthes' case, he he cried a long time ago 
about the not being enough content. There's never going to be enough content. You play the game 12 hours a day. That's more than most people play in a week. Do you know what I mean? Like, and yeah, a lot of content creators did that, and now there's given them enough content that they can play for 12 hours a day if they want and just keep grinding drafts or doing whatever. And now there's too much content, but it's all shit. Like, you can't have your cake and eat it. And, you know, I have nothing against Nepenthes or any of the content creators who are crying and complaining, but, you know, it just gets, um, it just gets old, doesn't it? It just gets old. Says us, sat here crying and fucking, we're not crying and complaining. We don't cry and complain every week. We try and enjoy the game. I enjoy the game a lot more than I don't enjoy the game. Um, Hunter, you're hardly playing because you don't enjoy the game. And Matt knows where he's at with the game and just plays it. It is what it is. But like I said, we do this as a hobby. And I like podcasting. I like talking to you. I like our community we built. And that's why I'm still here. If it wasn't for that, I'd be gone a long fucking time ago. You know, and it's like I said, we don't do this for the money because fuck, we don't, we, we make enough money just to basically keep the lights on, essentially. And that's great because most people don't even do that, which is awesome. And we appreciate it. It's just, I can't turn my back on that. You know what I mean? We've come too far. We've built too cool of a community for me to just say, oh, you know what? Fuck you guys. I'm going home. I'm going to give it some time. We'll see what happens with the rebrand. If it's FIFA 23.2, with a new name, I'm out. You know, we'll see what happens. But anything else you guys want to hit on before we close out this very sad, dreary, and frustrating podcast? There's just one point um, I wanted to, to touch on that I've seen banded about. And I'm just going to say it because I disagree with it. I'm not saying that you're, you're fundamentally wrong if you think this way. It's just not something that I agree with. But there's um, certain individuals who have the mindset of if I play this game enough, I should get everything I want out of it in terms of cards, content rewards, whatever it happens to be. And I fundamentally disagree with that. Uh, There's no reason why someone who, who manages to find 20 to 30 hours a week to play this game should automatically get more um, reward than me when my time's just as precious as far as I'm concerned. And if time is the only qualifying factor to get good shit, there's always going to be a huge amount of imbalance, right? Which is why you don't get a team of the year just for turning up and playing. So why you don't get shit hot rewards for getting one or two matches in on weekend league. Although, you know, some very lucky individuals can do, but generally that's not how it works. Um, it's a gambling game at the end of the day. We all have to be quite honest with ourselves about that. It's a gamble in terms of the time you invest into it. It's a gamble and the money that you may or may not invest in it. And no one's guaranteed to get everything that they want out of it. But the people who seem to think if I've spent eight grand on FIFA points, I should get all the team of the years. Or if I play for a hundred hours a month, I should get every card that I want. No, absolutely not. Um, there always has to be something to aspire towards with the game or else this game does not work. End of story. And it's never a nice feeling to know that the great team you have this week might not be so good next week, but we've run out of any incentive to play, to improve, etc. If, if that was not the case. 
And I think once we come to terms with that fact, you might see things or it might help you see things a little bit better potentially, but no one's entitled to anything. No one's guaranteed anything. You know, you turn up, you take your chances, whether you play for five hours a week, 50 hours a week, whether you spend a fiver or five grand, we're all in the same boat. Obviously the more money you have, the more shots at getting what you want you have, but ultimately it's the same odds. And, that's the way it should be. That's the only fair way to do it. And the game does feel fun when you you have this advantage in play where your team is notably better than other people's and you have that dominance factor. It's like getting a kill streak in Call of Duty. That's the rush that we're all looking for. And when things go back to, to even, we don't like it so much. It's a struggle. You have to be aware of these gameplay mechanics that keep you engaged with the game, what they really mean. If you start to understand them a little bit better, it'll help you through these tough times when the game frustrates and whatnot. And once you stop chasing the dragon and trying to get all the best players and just settle, how about I just build a team that's on paper very good, but actually suits the way I want to play rather than is the best 11 players, guarantee you'll have more fun with it. In the midst of this, Somebody told me to listen to the latest, um, what is it called? Uh, Nothing But A Foot Thing podcast. It was the one where they ranted about team of the year and whatnot. And uh, he told me to listen to it because they called out a certain podcast. It called them the cocksucking, the EA cocksucking podcast. And I know they weren't talking about us. I know who they were talking about. And I gave him some feedback on their episode. And we can take this out of this episode if you guys don't like it. But Mets, I think you'll agree with what I what I gave him as far as feedback goes. But my feedback was if if you continually complain and bitch and moan about the game and continue to play it, it's all irrelevant. If you don't vote with your feet, it's irrelevant. And uh, he basically replied and said that, well, you know, you still run a foot podcast, so you're doing the same thing. It's like, no, I'm not. I'm not going to turn my back on my listeners and my supporters. So if you're going to call another podcast a cocksucking podcast yet bitch complaining, continue to play the game. You're the same thing in my opinion, because you're still supporting it. You're still putting it above your community and above the other people that support you. Mm. So you can't have it both ways. I'm transparent. You know where to find me if you want to talk about it. But they're nice guys, but, but yeah, it, it, it does. Um, nothing screams, you're either addicted or you've got nothing better to do than sticking around playing a game that you constantly moan about, <laughs> quite frankly. But exactly. We're all in that boat. And you know, I've gone out of my way to praise EA when they've done good things this year. And I'll equally bitch on them when they don't do things right. But I've made a decision that there's a segment in my free time that I don't have anything better to do than play Fever, so I'm going to carry on doing it. That said, I will call them out on their bullshit. End of story. Yeah. I'm done, Paul. I'm all ranted out. I'm ready to go play COD. You get what you get and you don't get upset. That's it. End of story. That's, that's, what, that's what they should yeah. call FIFA. Actually, that'd be a great name it for the would. new title. It would. But I've, I've wasted so many hours fucking being wound up by this game. I don't care that much about it now. I enjoy it. But I don't let it. 
I don't let it fuck me over. Do you know what I mean? For oh, I rarely let it fuck me over and get me get me wound up. Yeah, and we're lucky we have a viable alternative that if FIFA's pissing you off, go play Call of Duty. Not everyone has a second game that they can go to, and this is also part of the issue. If when I was a kid, I would go or go outside. Yeah, either go outside and spend some time playing with my friends outside, or I would have multiple games that I could happily spend some time on not just one football game but it's got its hooks into people to the point where they don't want to play other things they just want a perfect FIFA experience every day and it doesn't work like that it, you would do yourself a massive favour to try and find something else to play during the the down moments in FIFA it'll definitely help you you deal with some of the bullshit the game throws at you from time to time it's good to play the games you you need to understand what the the alternatives are out there and it might not be Call of Duty it could be some platformer an RPG uh, whatever but look for for something else but you know as a diehard football fan you're probably just going to want to play a football game so I I understand well that's going to wrap it up we'll be back Monday to talk about hopefully if you don't like leaks turn it off now but matt your boy got a card in, in team two. Hell yeah let's just hope uh, i can afford him and uh, i don't have to grind my ass off to get it yeah. <laughs> i just contradicted everything i just fucking said <laughs> you definitely did you fucking hypocrite that's me see you later Podcast Network.